when all through the house <laughs> we were anxious and waiting to see if our pilots are up. Well, that I'm didn't a, rhyme. I'm, I don't care. I'm not a writing person. There's a reason I don't write fucking poetry or Warning. This episode contains spoilers for The Bridge Kingdom by Danielle L. Jensen from chapters 16 through 24. Continue listening at your own risk if you have not read this book. Can you imagine hearing that on an airplane if I'm like the one giving the safety one? <laughs> continue Please continue to fly with us at your own risk. If you wish to leave the airplane, you can't. So suck it up and continue to fly with us. <laughs> That's how you get hired at, so at Southwest, actually. <laughs> All right, so where we left off last time on Chapter 15, uh, they had visited Nana. They were on their way back. They were taking Laura back through the bridge because she was horribly seasick and didn't want to go back in the water. Yep. And they now have a call for aid coming from Sarah, which is a character that we haven't officially met yet. Uh, and they realize mm -hmm. that they are the closest group. So... Uh, Lauren takes Laura and they charge towards this battle, which is where chapter 16 picks up. And they're on. in the bridge. They are in the bridge, they yes. In the bridge. Um she is still blindfolded, but is trying to keep up. Mm -hmm. Um she is now again full spy mode because this is where she's going to find the most secrets out, if uh -huh. any. Um so this is when she realizes there's another way into the bridge other than just like the points at Midwatch, Southwatch, yeah. Northwatch. She said there's another way in where Leah opens the hinges and clicks like in the bridge and she realizes yeah. there's a secret door. Yep. Um and then ooh, Aaron, his little You uh, reveal any of this to anyone, I'll kill you myself. Yep. yep. Oh. Uh, you know, again, I really lying. I really feel like I shouldn't be attracted to this, and yet here I am. Um, Attracted to this, <laughs> I did honestly. Yeah, uh, it's it's a long rabbit hole of falling for men that you probably shouldn't be falling yeah. for, but are so worth it. Thank you, the Darkling, Kaz Brecker. Yeah, yeah where the list goes on. Yeah. Yes. Honestly, um, Rowan Whitethorn Galathinius could also be on that list mm -hmm. because he did punch her in the face the first time they ever met and called her worthless and <sighs> which I think is. Endearing. <laughs> I know. Is that problematic? Is really? that problematic that he literally fucking bites her and that we it's find it hot? I mean, maybe a little bit, but let's talk about some unproblematic I mean, men. Ripped out an eye. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's talk about some unproblematic men at Arn. Arn, Arn is a little problematic, a little problematic, but he has a reason to be problematic. I can justify my problematic behavior. <laughs> that sounds like a narcissist. Oh, no. Boy. Anyway, so they are on top of the bridge now. She gets swung through an opening, placed on the top of the bridge. It's yep. wet. It's slippery, but still, Laura is like, "I'm gonna take in everything that I can." Um, and then oh, Jor pulls out. It's Amarid that's invading, which yep. is the kingdom to the north. As um, the same, I wonder who's behind the Amarid. I wonder how much like Meridrina would have been. Well, I guess they wouldn't have invaded much because of the treaty. No. Yeah, okay, never no, mind. Scratch that. The only okay. ones that really said raiders was Amorid and, and I don't think I think Heron no, it's mostly been Amorid. Yeah, it's, yeah. Oh, it's pretty much been Amorid. Um I think this whole book it is. There's yeah. not really any other invasions. 
Well, well we're getting besides. more Bridge Kingdom books, so maybe. Well, yeah. Maybe. Well, because Harrendale also has a treaty with yeah, Maradrina. Well, yes, or also. with Maradrina. With the Bridge Kingdom for Anna. For Anna. Yeah. 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 Which also, uh, fans of the Bridge Kingdom series, uh, you should know, we are getting two more books from yeah. Anna's point of view. Yeah. Very exciting. Uh, honestly, I'm excited for those. I know. I am excited. She's a badass. Character. I love Anna, but I also do love Aaron a lot. So it's like, oh, the push and pull, but I love Anna enough to not yeah. care. But, anyways. So, <laughs> Aaron, Aaron literally tries to make Laura sit down again, and she's like, what? Well, I also love that, like, Aaron's just like, be careful. It's slippery, and we're at a high point. You wouldn't survive the fall. And she's like, uh, okay. Like, cool. <laughs> He's trying to intimidate her so that she's more scared of her circumstances and less perceptive. Yeah, which that's true. doesn't work because she's been trained to literally withstand and being terrified. I'm taking the deck. And she gets on his back when they uh, rappel down. Oh yeah, it's piggyback hot. moment. Oh yeah, that's right. I'm sorry, but I don't think piggybacking can be considered hot. She. That's just. I'm sorry. It's not. It's the bridal carry that's hot. He literally says, "I'm gonna need you to hold me," and I'm like. Okay, that now, that she is okay. I'm yeah. gonna hold you all yeah. I want to hold you. I just imagine it Arn, like, Fireman's carrying her and just being yeah. like, okay, you know, here we go. Oh, yes. Uh, bu- 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 uh, and the don't scream. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the whole zipline thing where. It, oh, yes, oh, yes. Oh, hold, on, hold on tight, he said into her ear, then he let go of her. It's like, oh. Oh, okay. Um. <laughs> Oh, his explosive! Uh, oh, wait, we we forgot the whole concept of him having explosive arrows and literally blowing oh, up the ship. Before yeah. Oh yeah, that's line. right. So now Laura's seeing their war tactics up close and personal. Yep. Um, he he's she sees the the lines for the zip line thing that they're going to rappel off the bridge and down to the island below, but they needed something to distract the boat so that nobody could see. And so Aaron um, mixed powders into a small bladder, tied it to a arrow. Mm-hmm. It says just like a small bladder of stuff. Oh, like a bladder? <laughs> no, a human bladder. Aaron has human bladders that he Obviously. puts in. No, um, he ties it to like, a small bladder to the um, arrow and then uh, shoots it onto the ship and it fucking blows up. Yep. Yeah. And he goes, that ought to keep him busy. <laughs> like, really like, nonchalant is about it, and Laura's yeah. just like, oh, okay. Oh, and Laura now is kind of realizing her her body's reaction to being close to Orin. Mm-hmm. And that, that kind of, uh, <laughs> yeah. Because when, when she wraps, it says, Laura wrapped her arms around his neck and her legs around his waist. He rushed through her as he pulled her tight against him with his free hand. Uh, I love how this they're at war right now. We're just talking about how hot Aaron is. Because he is. He totally is. But yeah, it's not fair. Man. Anyway, they land on the beach. They pull on the masks. The yep. masks that they use whenever they're around outsiders. Because even when they're being invaded, they have to keep their privacy here. Yeah, um, crazy. So, well, can you imagine, like, if they knew what the king of Ithacana looked like? Everybody knows yeah. they'd go for him first. Like, it would just oh, be, it's probably yeah. smart that they keep their masks on even in battle. So, Oren literally is like, I'm a babysit her. She, he goes, I'm a babysit. Oh, stay here, he whispered. Keep out of sight and watch for snakes. And then leaves. <laughs> he literally tells her to stay put again, and then she doesn't do that. When, when has Laura when ever will he learn? Honestly, when will he learn? I don't think he will. Until after this fight scene, honestly. So he he's looking around 
or she's looking around she finds a way to view the battle and it's just a slaughter um yeah they are attacking the village of people that are there the only the first civilian she's ever seen um here um ship is engulfed in flames a whole bunch of different all all bad this is all bad which i think is like she again uses something to justify running into battle she's like unless she wanted Amarin to be the kingdom taking control of the bridge she needed to even the odds and yet again goes to like she goes to fight see one of my favorite things about that is she's going into battle for selfish reasons Mm -hmm. but eventually later like it flips yeah they become like i'm i love the fact that in the beginning she's like oh i'm just going in the battle because like i can't let that other kingdom take the bridge no this is my job but like I, this is the start of the switch. Yeah. Or not the start of the switch. This is like the beginning of everything yeah. where she's doing it for self Well, but I, then. I think she's realizing that, like, as much horror, like, she's seen horrors in her life. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. She has. She has never seen war. For and now. this is mm-hmm. the first glimpse she's ever had of war. And she, I feel like, she, I think she mentions it here. She's, like, talking about mm-hmm. how horrible it is, everything. And she's like, well, do you think it would be any better if Mardrina comes? Like, yeah. it's going to look the exact same way. Exactly. Make and it even worse, and it have the inside. So as she's thinking about it, she, um, yeah, anyway, so the Amaradians get on the shore, and two of them find her hiding place. Yep. Uh, and they recognize her as the Maradrinian girl. And they're like, you're not supposed to be here. And Laura's like, you're like, bad luck. You're bad luck, I suppose. And then she fucking kills them all in, like, two seconds. Oh, yeah. Well, yep. also, another thing that I really like is they're talking about this is kind of the start of realizing that maybe she feels something for arm but you yeah. know is going to deny it mm-hmm. so it's there was blood everywhere bodies everywhere several of the honor guard had fallen and Lara's stomach plunged as she searched those remaining for arm yeah she shouldn't care yeah she shouldn't care she's like, probably just think about it if her husband is dead she's like she she's the queen she has all this like he's going to yeah. die without an heir Yep. Right. To my knowledge, he has no brothers. Well, okay. Yeah. So Anna, Anna would, would, Anna would be over. the heir. But it's like, but she would have to go to Harrendale to mm-hmm. fulfill the duty yeah. eventually. I mean, exactly. But... Well, even then, it would be hard to do that because if you lose the heir, like that treaty would be null and void. Yeah. They might send Lara. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe that would happen, but you know, that's yeah. not the same. That's not they the need same. An but like, she doesn't. She doesn't need Arryn no. to fulfill her father's purpose if she doesn't need it and if anything he's a hindrance yeah and yet she still really cares that he's not mm-hmm. gone from the war yep so just, that's just my little no no because then she goes and literally throws herself in the in way, the way mm-hmm. of the... she's literally saves his life and then he's like she's full-on like um like are you all right are you hurt mm-hmm. and that's oh that's Aaron. <laughs> Aaron cares about her for some reason she's like i'm fine you're not and it's just like she's not like she cares about him, but she's in denial about. And then he tells her to stay out of sight again, like literally go away. Oh, Lara just doesn't learn that Laura doesn't listen. No, no, really, she honestly, yeah. Um, but then he realizes like how like she's trying to conceal it, but like at this point she can't anymore. She's now yeah. revealed her skill mm-hmm. with the blade in some way. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, oh, him when he finally sees that she she's covered in blood is that I'm fine, she gasps, being finally able to breathe. You're not, he says. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
honestly i'm sorry i just can't but these two oh and then she like then she she finds a way to kind of distract him from what she just did by being like please don't leave me and mm-hmm. like please you can't like you know tries to hide but it. is she lying you know? no she does have these passing yeah. thoughts say it like to herself saying you could fight for him and save these people like we have all had that like moment where you know even if i'm going to use this example because it's the most i can think of where you like you're falling for somebody but you're like no i'm not he's just a friend like yeah. what are you talking about but there's that little bit there's that little conscious in your head that's like mm, are you sure and you're like shut up shut you don't know anything say. yeah it does your little conscious does know things so, your little conscious should always be your pride um she that battle kind of comes to an end as all the soldiers are killed and this oh this is where the line is um so let me just read it here uh smoke burned laura's eyes as she looked around as she saw for the first time what war really looked like not just dead soldiers but unarmed civilians laying on the ground and the still forms of children that's gonna be do you really think it will be any different when your father comes with his army do you think they'll show any mercy villagers who had fled begun to return the village mostly older children clutching babies in the hands of small children some of them began to sob as they found the still forms of their parents but far too many just stood frozen, faces lost and helpless. That's, oh, that's, yeah. I and think then the most heartbreaking part. But again, <laughs> this is the first, this is like the first part of the switch where it's mm-hmm. still believe those Emeridian soldiers deserved mercy. Aaron said softly from behind her. No, she whispered as he strode toward the nearest injured Ithacani and ripping strips of fabrics from her tunic as she dropped to her knees. I don't. That's like, I think this scene is the most impactful in the entire book because it's really when um impactful for laura's sake laura's sake but it's also impactful in their relationship and and like he starts to realize hey she just saved my life you know it's where he finally like realizes there's some reason to start trusting her yeah. again and she's well, I will, i'll get to the I point where i agree on that though yeah because i'm thinking of another scene I, yeah. where it's a little bit later and i bet we're oh, thinking of i i yeah. this is of one of the moments that's most pivotal for them mm-hmm. it is not the most especially not for laura Agreed. there's one Agreed. more specific yeah. moment in this book that i think takes the cake for that and that's a little bit further down same. the line same because i have no so, it for sure yeah that that i agree this is a really good thing because it's the first time she ever saves him this is the first time she's ever seen war but it's the start of the it's the, the turn start of the turn, turn. Which, yeah. I, which in turn it makes it super pivotal in yeah like i think her mind as well absolutely but. so moving on to chapter 17. i Our think i really like the fact oh yeah i really like the fact that they put this in here because when you think about it a lot of when it comes to sort of certain books where it's like war and mm-hmm. royalty dealing with war yeah. you don't really hear their perspective like a lot of times it's just like the main character like for example it would just be if this next chapter were just laura yeah. and her thoughts on it it wouldn't be as impactful however yeah. i think it's interesting that we have Aaron here because Aaron has seen his fair share of war yeah. and it's not he's not fitting into the stereotype of like it's war it just doesn't face yeah. him like he's thinking about it he's mm-hmm. like it's the coming down from the adrenaline exactly and he's like shown. it's basically like uh let's see Arn stared into the basin of water, its contents slowly turning red as he washed away the blood crusting his fingernails, his blood, the blood of his enemies, the blood of his people. Yeah. Like he is he's shook, he's shook yeah. up a little bit about what's going on because his people are dying. And he, yep. he's like, I can't do anything to stop it. And it's kind of that 
drive he feels, which I really think is interesting. Yeah. I'm gonna stop fidgeting my straw. I'm spilling <laughs> drinks everywhere. It's okay. Well, yeah. okay. So then Jor comes into the room, mm -hmm. and this is where they kind of have the conflict here about oh, yeah. Laura's information about the bridge mm -hmm. and their conversation. Jor had usually been she was he was more or less on Laura's side. Yeah, he was a little bit nicer than I think everybody else. He was definitely nicer than Alistair. Yeah. But now you kind of see the turn now that he realized her. Aster, sorry. Okay, I was Aster. like, uh, Alistair, see, Alistair is in another book. Okay, I'm not trying to, like, actually, like, I'm not trying to be like, mm, that's wrong. I'm just, be, like, every time you say Alistair, I'm like, huh? No, I did <laughs> the same thing with Oren with you in the first episode, so oh I don't, don't worry about it. I deserve that one. Um, but <laughs> no, anyway, so Jora says, uh, she possesses it, she's in possession of a problematic amount of information. There was no helping it. Doesn't mean that it isn't a problem. She saved my life. And then she he sucks in a breath and blew it out slowly. Did she now? Uh, and then, oh yeah, he explains kind of what she did. Um, every time he blinked, Arn saw Lara beneath that brute of an Amaridian, blood everywhere. Felt the fear and uncertainty that all that blood was hers. There's a little mm -hmm. ounce that he cares about her. Mm -hmm. uh, and then he replies, sort of ruins the theory that she's here to assassinate me, don't you think? Maybe she wants to do it herself. It's like, all right, Jor, that's reaching a little bit. But then he continues and he buckles down. Um, but, uh, oh, yeah, and he, Laura, I feel like Aaron's starting to get onto her a little bit. Yeah. Because here in this little, little, you know, paragraph of when he, he was talking a little bit more about what she did. Um, he had pulled the bastard off of her and slit his throat, but the man had already been dead. The knife Lara had picked up somewhere, embedded with precision in his heart. Luck, he told himself, but Oren's instincts were telling him something else. Mm -hmm. But then he gets distracted by pulling out his emotions again because Jor talks about the Maradrinians might be coming back after Lara now yeah. that they realize that she has this information, or if they yeah. realize. Mm -hmm. uh, and Oren goes, what are you suggesting? And, and Jor is... Jor says, I am suggesting that maybe she is more trouble than she's worth. Accidents happen, snakes find their way. He into literally bed. suggests trying to kill her. Which is and then again we have Oren who's like, like, like no! I'm not doing that. Oh. And he doesn't even let him let Jor finish his sentence. Yeah. Like the Maradrians could hardly hold it against us. No. Like immediately. And then yeah. he goes into the paragraph. I will say this once and never again. If anyone harms her, they will lose their head. That goes for you, that goes for Aster, it goes for my grandmother too, lest she think me ignorant to her ways. Understood? <laughs> and then he walks yeah. away. Like, I think that's the only time, well, not the only time, but the first time we see him really start to, like, be stern and kind of pull rank. He does, he doesn't, really he shocking. doesn't do it he often, yeah. but he, so he does, does it at the right moment. Yeah. And I love it! Mm -hmm. I just, listen, maybe... <laughs> You all, you all Maybe know what it's I'm, the air. It's a little hot in here. You all know what I'm into, <laughs> and I'm not going to bluntly say it, but like this. Yes, it's this. <laughs> Why is it I love you and never? I will say this once and never again. That could be our next TikTok. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh <laughs> anyway, oh, God. oh, after that whole thing, 
Um, he has a little bit of a, again, more flashbacks about mm-hmm. failing to protect. He blames himself for every single death that happened oh, in the which I know. Is, which is He man. is, yeah. But then we get a mention of Aranol again. Yeah. Aranol, which Aranol. we still have not figured out, but it's clearly, Jorah says, the ships mm-hmm. are here from Aranol. We need to start loading the survivors or we'll lose the weather. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, oh, and then, ah. Uh, He's trying to take back the survivors from the village, and they yeah. are like still mourning over their dead. Yeah, and he's and like, he's... "Give them a damn minute!" Like, yeah. which oh. is like terrible to like see people that you love killed in front of you, and then having to be forced to go somewhere to leave to leave. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and oh. think about it, these are mostly children. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because think about it, like there there were some adults that stayed and lived, but yeah. there's like. You know, when war happens, they were they probably took like told yeah. their older children to be like, take your brothers and sisters and get out of here. Get out of here. So he goes, yeah, yeah, sorry, go ahead. But he goes along the beach, and then he finds the trail of bodies that Laura left in their wake, mm-hmm. and he realizes that what was it? I think he said seven seven soldiers. Yeah. They were killed by their own weapons, and he's like examining the crime scene and stuff like that. And then Laura, Laura is standing there, and then he makes the connection that the blade that she used to stab the Amaridian was mm-hmm. his own. Yep. And he's like, oh shit. Um, but then he kind of debu- he kind of talks himself out of it. Yep. Because he's like, there's no bruise, there, like there's no injuries on her. Marjorie women are forbidden from fighting, and the very idea is lunacy. Even but, his best fighters couldn't have done it. He states mm-hmm. it clearly. However, uh, yep. Oh, and then this this conversation that they have about safer places, and he's like, because keeping them in one place would be like keeping them in cages, and he hesitates when he says, "And my people are free." And then it like kind of catches, and he's like, "Oh wait, but they're not allowed to leave, so they're not really, they're not really, really free." Like gets kind of caught in his own words and realizes, and he knows it. It's oh, not yeah. like he, he didn't. Knows he knows he's not. Theoretical. He's not like Lara at this point, mm-hmm. where it's like my country doesn't have problems. It's all everybody else's fault. Blah blah blah. He knows his country has flaws, and he knows that there are things that he does not like about them. It was seen earlier when he's talking about how you know the people, their people aren't educated. They don't create. They don't trade. They don't do anything except the bridge. Yep. But he still has that love for his country like flawed and all he still loves it whereas laura loves her country but doesn't see its flaws yep yet yep mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i like i like that contrast again it's the mm-hmm. push and pull it's the contrast i love it i love to see it yeah oh yeah and that honestly that pretty much sums up that chapter yeah, yeah. um he leaves by telling her that she's going to be staying with his grandmother for a while while he's yeah. at quote unquote a meeting mm-hmm. the tour times uh, yes uh and that's when laura laura gets a little bit of a summary here about what war tides is yeah. um was that, that is what the villagers yeah that okay. is what the villagers on Sarah's on Sarah's island had called it the two coldest months of the year when the tempest seas were calm enough for ithacanian enemies to attack and this year war tides had come early it was the best time to attack the cold strategic part of laura thought Ooh. Mm. Which is it? The, it's yes, it's kind of the best time to attack, but at the same time, 
they're also overly prepared. Yeah. Well, so on like war tides, they're stretched thin. Because true. the Ithacanian army would be forced to split their efforts between protecting dozens of small villages and protecting the bridge. Yeah. And if it came down to it, she knew Arun would put his the lives of his people first. It had been written on his face when those horns had sounded and the pa- the panic, the desperation, the willingness yeah. to risk everything to save them, and the dead look in his eyes when he had surveyed the massacred village and known that he had failed. And then she tells herself, these aren't your people, These, uh, this isn't your responsibility, even though she's feeling kind of, like she's feeling the guilt with him. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then yeah. she, again, she remembers the note Sarah had sent, or it's not Sarah, um, the magpie had sent her yeah. about how they were receiving rotten goods and everything like that. Um, and but are they really? She she says, uh, they are dying are they surely really? as... Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> They're dying, dying surely as if Ithacana was slitting their throats. Like, so are they really still deep uh, in indoctrination? Yep. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah, you're you're feeling the push and pull of her indoctrination here, definitely. She's like, these aren't your responsibility. But she's also feeling like she's understanding our inside of it and feeling his guilt and understanding that. But at the same time, oh, wait, no, my people are dying, so fuck this. Like, right. going back and but she doesn't even years. she doesn't even know her uh, my wedding ring fell off and i thought i lost it and we paused but it, and we would have paused some before but she doesn't even know her people yeah she doesn't That's which i think is crazy to me is like she's been locked in a commune for her entire mm-hmm. life yeah. she doesn't know her people like Arin does yep oh and taryn's with her the good Taryn, who yes, oh, and Nana, Nana interrupts because Nana is so fucking onto her. She goes, "Quit plotting and help Taryn with the dishes, you lazy tit." <laughs> and she's like, "She's like, what?" Yeah. Did you not hear or did you not understand? Yep. This is my island, and on my island, if you wish to eat, you work on your feet. And she is giving her no shit. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah. my oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, then Laura or Taryn, sorry, reveals that she had been attacked by a shark. Ooh, and yes, Nana had yeah. fixed her up. And that's why everybody was so loyal yeah. to Nana because pretty much everybody had been fixed by Nana or one of her students. Yep. So, uh, Taryn, hold on one second. If not for Nana, I'd mm-hmm. be dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's an oval shaped series of scars that covered the better half of her ribs. Fell into the water during a skirmish and a shark got at me. If not for Nana, I'd be dead. Oh, uh, yeah, that's scary. That's <laughs> Lars is like nasty creatures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then she goes on a little bit to, like, talk more about the sharks. It says, uh, they are brilliant creatures, and they are a few who stay with us always, but most of them are only here during war tides. That more than the weather is how Nana knows when the storm season is coming and going. The fishermen notice their numbers. And then she's like, ooh, did Saren or her father notice that? Mm. Like, that's something maybe she could use. Yep. Um, oh, yeah, and then she gets into a little lore. Um, which it says, there is myths that say that they are the guardians of the Ithacanian people, which is why it is forbidden to harm them unless absolutely necessary. It's just a myth, though. They come to be fed. They don't discern between us and our enemies. Enemy, anyone in the water is fair game. Then Nana interrupts, being like, get back to your chores. Mm-hmm. And then Taryn's like, you want to escape? Mm-hmm. Taryn like, had a little adventure. Taryn, yes. I love this. Taryn, like, Taryn. instantly trusts. Yeah, mm-hmm. like or not trust her per se, but like has a there's kinship. a con- there's a yeah. connection there. Yeah, because I guess I honestly have to wonder if Taryn has always felt a little bit left out. Because think yeah. about it, she grew up with Anna and Arin, which great, like you know I'm sure they were really close, but they're royal and she's not. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. like so she yeah, probably seeks so a little bit more connection. Oh gosh, 
I relate to that song a little too hard. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> and then she so she asks Laura if she wants to escape, and then Laura's little quip is escape from Nana even possible? <laughs> I've had lots of practice. Uh, and then she realizes that the island they are on was not evacuated. And that's when she realizes that she's found one of the civilian hot pockets. Yep. And <laughs> hot pockets. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. This episode is sponsored by Hot Pockets. No, it's not. <laughs> Hot Pockets sponsor us. Hot Pockets sponsors a tiny little book club. Yeah, why not? We. Will I mean, start listen. Bu- we can start eating Hot Pockets during book club. That's the sponsor. I mean, listen. All I'm gonna say is companies who wants to do with us the honor of being our first sponsor. Come on. We got 69 people who downloaded our last episode. We can get you some business. You're popular. (laughs) You're gonna be popular. Listen, I've said it once and I've said it again. My end goal is to get Ben Barnes to listen to this podcast. It ain't gonna happen, sis. Listen, let me dream. as you though but but i'm single and allowed to flirt with him right. even though i wouldn't because he's like 40 but you know mm-hmm. i think about it oh be. so laura again pushes taryn now oh, for information yeah. mm-hmm. um those living on other islands where do they go for war ties she had asked not because because not asking would be more suspicious and because she was deeply curious where this mysterious location might be that is for the king to tell you taryn gave her a sideways glance or not as the case may be He's not particularly forthcoming. Oh yeah! <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, oh, what was he gonna say? Oh, then they find they see the shipbreaker. Oh yeah. Oh, that's. Oh wait, Taryn reveals that she's their cousin. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yes. she is oh, technically yeah. royal, but yeah, not. I think not in the related royal on the royal. father's side. And the father was a commoner. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Or he was like a military. He was a commoner, but he got to be high-ranking military personnel. Yeah. Oh oh, and then um, this little conversation they have really quick here before they move on. Um, but, 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 don't take it personally. Most everyone here above a certain age lost a loved one or two to the war with Marjorina. Even after 15 years of peace, it is hard for them to see you as anything other than your enemy. And then her mind, Laura says, I am your enemy. You don't? I did at first. Taryn's gray eyes started, stared off into the distance until you saved my cousin's life. That's not, all right. Well, then she skips down here. You could have stood by and let him be killed, but instead you risked your life to save him. That is not an act of an enemy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then Laura said, if only you knew. And her mm-hmm. stomach hollows and her breakfast doesn't sit quite well. But we're getting to the point where Laura's beginning to know. Yeah. She's getting there. Mm-hmm. She's getting there. Uh, and then the shipbreaker, which is Get so much fun. Yeah, basically um, a giant ass catapult is what it yeah, is. Oh my word! Yeah. More Taryn explains. Um, Taryn explains that they launched Orin. I on know one of those that's things. so funny. Oh my gosh! Uh, uh, what, what what did she say? Um, uh, <laughs> we launched Orin once. Pardon, Leah and I. Though it was his idea, lest you think us total idiots. We maybe were 12 or 13, and he got the grand notion that it would be fun to see how high he would fly. We thought he would, or he thought he was the only one, though he was the only one who got to try it out. 
did it work? Oh, he flew all right, but what he didn't account for was how much landing would hurt. Yeah. <laughs> like, there was a passing fishing boat to pull him out. Nana loved, had us lugging rocks for weeks as punishment. Yeah. <laughs> childhood memories. Oh, we all have. is so cute. I feel like everybody memories. has that type of childhood memory where it's oh, yeah. like, oh yeah, we did something stupid and our parents mm-hmm. like, like, were pissed. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, you kind of like get a glimpse into how reckless Aaron was or is, kind of is. He is. I mean, know? he was a young boy. That That is one statement where I will say, Boys will be boys. Oh, yeah. Because listen, I, who else would climb in a catapult? Listen, all I'm going to say is the boys will be boys statement is true, but not in the sexist way. No. In the, oh, boys no. are allowed to do whatever they want to women. No, boys will be boys means like you get yourself in a catapult and be like, I wonder how far I can go. And yeah. then you fall. Like that's, that is a very boys that is, thing to do. That is boys will be boys. Like boys will be boys is like getting in a shopping cart and like rolling down a hill. Not like I'm gonna cheat on my wife. Like no. No, no. This no. is this is the equivalent of the good boys so, will be boys. So TLDR, boys will be boys is acceptable in when boys are just goofing off with their friends and being dumb. Like at Orin when he was younger, apparently. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so Laura or Taryn teaches her how to shoot uh, ships yeah. down and really how it works. And again, she gets to see the, the mechanisms. Um, Not you, a rock. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, they literally spend days doing this, just going around yeah. and quote unquote testing ship breakers. Yeah, which um, I think is amazing. <laughs> uh, and then she kind of like gets to see and interact with the villagers stuff, like eating their, eating the food and listening to their and music. And she loves it. And she does. Like, it brings her that sense of community that she never had with anybody but her sisters. Which I think is great and wonderful. But also, Taryn can sing. Yes, yeah. yeah, she can! Oh, I think and that's an amazing can. And this out. is where Laura kind of gets in the information about how trapped Ithacara really is. Oh, yes. Um, when Taryn goes, I didn't want to be a soldier, you know. I'm not surprised you strike me more as a fisherwoman. Taryn spat out a laugh, but her tone turned serious. I wanted to go to the, one of the universities in Herondale to study music. Uh, and then, uh, but Ithacanians never leave because it's forbidden. Oh, there are spies who go, of course, but it's not the same. It's a false life where you aren't yourself, and I couldn't abide that. Uh, to follow my dreams as someone else? I never told my parents because I knew they would wish me to train as a warrior and eventually be named to Arn's council. But I did tell my, tell my Aunt Bella. Laura's or Aaron's mother, the queen, and De- Delia. She Delia. Knew. Oh shit, Delia. Yeah, it's like we talked in the episode. Yeah, my mom or my aunt believed that the surest way to earn trust was to give it. Everyone supported the treaty to end the war with Mardrina, but nobody supported the inclusion of the marriage clause. Nobody wanted Aaron to marry an outsider, especially a Mardrinian. But Aunt Delia believed that it was the only way for the two of us to ever have peace with our neighbors. The only way for the people to stop seeing an enemy when they sat across the table to trade. Five minutes later. All right, welcome back to <laughs> Book Club Unhinged. <laughs> we took a slight break, but we're back into it. Guys, we're talking about depressing stuff. We're talking about Taryn being sad and Saren uh, coming into Laura's head again. Taryn yeah. and Saren. Saying, uh, it's a lie, using kindness to get you to reveal what you should not. But Laura silenced the words. <laughs> if she believed that this marriage would stop Maradrina from viewing Ithacana as the enemy, she was mistaken. Taryn shook her head. 
She didn't want to change your kingdom's belief. She wanted to change ours. Ooh. I love oh. this because I love that it's not just Arin who's like calling and seeing her to question things. It's every. It's yeah. Tar. It's Taryn. 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 And then Arin they and return and Nana's been like, "Y'all been drinking, huh?" I love. <laughs> I love slash hate Nana. She's so funny, but it's just like I know she would piss me off. Yeah. Yeah, Nana's something else. And she makes Laura freaking feed the snakes, and Laura's like, Laura is so Absolutely not. She's like, no, I'm not gonna feed the snakes. Absolutely not. Sorry. And then Laura's watching TikToks and get your head in the podcast. I wasn't watching TikToks. I was watching a Facebook post. It's even worse. And Laura lies about being afraid of mice to try and get out of it. She doesn't want to feed the snakes. Nana's like, get over it. And then just walks away. Uh, but then she finds Nana's tonics and mm-hmm. starts thinking about an idea. Mm-hmm. She's gonna freaking poison more people. Oh, yep, 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 yep. And then, and then she so to kind of distract from her trying to take one of the vials, she drops a mice. Uh, a mouse. A mouse. She drops a mouse. She drops a whole mice. I did never say English with my first language. Clearly, because that sentence was also grammatically <laughs> Anyways, um, Nana gets all pissed. They gotta chase down the mice and uh, But I do love that dropping dropping the still wriggling back of mice, Laura shrieked, it bit me. Which snake? Nana demanded a hint of panic in her voice. Like even though <laughs> Nana yeah. doesn't like Laura, she's immediately like, Oh god, like I oh, cannot god. let I cannot kill my grandson's wife. And then yeah. she's like, not the snake and mouse, and Nana instantly changes her tone. Damn it, girl! Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's so good. The snakes won't eat them if they're dead. Don't kill them. <laughs> Let the snakes kill them. When did yeah. Nana have that accent? It's canon In now. My brain, no. Nana has a southern accent. It's canon. Uh, uh, she, she's so funny. She poisons Nana's. She does, which I think is something to behold. Um, she poisons Nana. She literally without, noti- without her noticing. Yeah, which I think is kind of funny. Um, and also, like the the she doesn't like drug her to make her fall asleep like she did with Aaron and Anna. She gives her a tonic that's gonna make her shit her pants for days. Yep, <laughs> I think that's so funny. And like, there's a little bit of payback for the way yeah, And she exactly. doesn't just do it because like she does it because you know she has a plan, but she also does it because it's like ha. Yeah. Payback. Payback, baby. Exactly. And then she sneaks out in this chapter mm-hmm. nineteen. We get her she gets she hears Nana go to the outhouse and is like, This is my time to sneak out. I'm my time wait. to shine. And she's gonna go examine the bridge some more. She literally gaslights the guards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's oh my like word. Gatekeep, girl boss ga- gaslight. Yeah, so, like she, she 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 tells that she needs to go relieve herself, and then Nana Nana is just shitting herself in the outhouse. <laughs> so that the guards' eyes widened in the lantern light. Right, uh, I see. Well, perhaps you could. A bush will do. Laura giggled, pushing the lantern at him. Can you hold this for me? <laughs> and then she uh, hears Nana. She goes, "Do you think we should? Do you think she'll be all right?" She gestures to the outhouse. Do you think we should? No, no. no I'm sure <laughs> no. she'll be fine. Imagine interrupting Nana while she's on the toilet. Yeah, no, I would never. Uh, but yes, she goes back to that bridge opening that she mm-hmm. saw, mm-hmm. or more felt. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh, she marks it with her blood. Yes, yeah, she, she does. does. So she does 
She struggles a little bit to find the opening. She marks it with her blood, and she's like, ha, 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 now I'm going to go back to Nana's house. However, the people are, she hears Jor's voice and is like, oh, Oh, it's coming back. Yep. Uh, so she realizes that they are coming back to get her that mm-hmm. night. Uh, and she's like, shit, shit, shit. This scene made my heart race. Literally saying I know. So honestly, honestly, just because she's attention for me. Because she's trying to get back there before they do, and she's having to sneak around them. Yeah. She almost, uh, I feel like she, she almost get caught at one point. Or, no, they get back before her. And she doesn't have an opportunity to get ahead of them. Yep, yep. Right. So she thinks really quickly on her feet and comes up with the plan of pretending to be having shits just as much as Nana did. Yeah, but the, it's funny because then again, she overhears Aaron defending her. Yeah. Uh, because Jor's yeah, again making fun of her is that Iron let out a weird side by boat then. And rough waters, I hope that Nana gave your lovely bride, whatever Nana gave your lovely bride will settle her stomach enough for the journey. Though something strong might be in order to deal with her damned panic. Leave Laura alone. She was raised in the desert and she can't swim. Falling in the water is a valid fear. Like, she hears him. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm aware. I mean, and I don't think she's, like, aware enough to realize because she's, like, shit panicking right now. But. I'm sorry. I love a man who has no problem standing up for his woman. I'll say it right here. Mm-hmm. I want that, damn it. Yeah, same. Uh, but yeah, she gets back inside again. She pretends to have the shits just like Nana. Um, mm. she goes through a little bit of Saren's lessons on how to, like, get back and stuff. Um, most people lie to avoid embarrassment. Very few people lie to embarrass themselves, which inclines yep. others to believe them, which, again, is a very Not good wrong. lesson. Not wrong. Uh, are you ill? The shits. I'll live. Perhaps <laughs> it was something that we ate. She gestures to Nana. Or perhaps some of the filth those mice on those mice you made me touch. Mice, you made her feed your snakes with the hell of what the hell were you? One fifty. Okay, I just want to like make sure I'm on your guys' pages. So I'm like, ah I know, we're kind of like jumping around a little bit because a lot of it was just descriptions. Yeah. Um Oh Orin um Orin kind of explains um what they need to do. Oh, the fleet of 30 armoring ships is lurking off of Ithacana's coast. There's a squall blowing in that might buy some time, but Mood Watch is under my command and he needs to get back to prepare our defenses. Uh, and he gives her a like a choice. Either come back with him to Midwatch or stay with Nana for the rest of wartime. And she's like, I think I know what I'm gonna pick. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. <laughs> yep. Uh, but then he reveals, he's like, oh, you are supposed to come back with me by mm-hmm. boat. Yeah, uh, and he's like, he's kind of like almost. I feel like he's kind of nudging her to stay yeah. with Nana. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when she's like, "I'll manage," he's like, "All right, fine." Uh, oh, and then Taryn gets blamed for letting Laura mm-hmm. out by herself. Yeah. yeah, not your finest hour, soldier. Joy will deal with your punishment once we're home. Sorry, your grace. Taryn said, "Guilt briefly, briefly rose in Laura." And Laura before she swallowed it away. I would feel bad too. Like yeah. the first person who's actively a hundred, like a hundred percent nice to you, with no inhibitions, is getting screwed over yeah. because of you. Like I feel bad too. Yeah. So then they get uh, they get back to the boat, and she's like crawling on her hands and knees. Like she's terrified. Yep. She's terrified. Um. 
Uh, oh yeah, the water had came come over the path, and so she needed to walk through the water. Mm-hmm. And Aaron like warns her about it. Says there's about ten foot stretch here that's submerged. You'll be up to your knees. But the current is strong, so hold on to you. Damn you for making me do this. Yeah. Yep. Uh yeah. And then she falls. Mm-hmm. She just falls. Oh, but he catches her and drags her up through the water. And then she <laughs> she screams, I'm gonna smother you in your sleep! And then she this um, at 153, the second I'm on dry land, I'm going to gut you like a pig! I'm gonna smother you in your sleep! George's like, George says, and she finally shows her true intentions! You might want to curb your vitriol until you're in the place where I can't pick you up and toss you in the drink. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I, I love, love their, their banter. Kids. I love their banter, I yeah. love their dynamic, so I good. love it. Just this group oh. in general, I think is fantastic. Yeah. Just, just, yeah. just, yeah. I love yeah. it. I love it Ooh. so much. Here's where, again, Arn has to pull rank here. Um, because oh, yeah. the, they pass by the ships, and then Jor and Leah and Tarot are like, yeah, we can take a few of those ships out while we're here now, we're close to them. And then he's like, no, we continue on to Midwatch. They haven't attacked us yet. And they're like, yeah, but they will as soon as the weather returns. So why don't we just kill them now? Mm-hmm. And he, again, he has to pull rank because nobody's listening to him. Yeah. So um, he kind of explains why. But they they are kind of a little bit upset that they that he didn't let them fight. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Um, and yet Laura believes him without question and says, um, those weren't words of a ruler with godlike power, quite the opposite. They were words of a leader of a kingdom fighting to survive. Which is not what can be said for her father. Nope. nope. And we get an orange chapter. Yes. These orange chapters, let me tell you, I am a fan. There should have been more. I'm just, yeah. Like, I wish there would be more. Mm -hmm. I just need more orange, honestly. I know, I... I, you know, I'm not one of those people who is, who, like, only finds value in the male character, but, like, gosh, he's just, man written by a woman, and not in the cringe way. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, just, yeah. Uh, okay, so in this chapter, him and Jor are going out on watch together. Um, he's been at the garrison, like, pretty much all of war tides. Um, oh, 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 oh. So we, when Laura fall, fell into the drink, he revealed that she smacked him so hard that he, she knocked a tooth loose. <laughs> oh yeah! And the That's first great. thought that he has is, "Man, I would kill him for this." Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah. So um. Yeah, he's just kind of talking about it. He needs to get some fresh air. So he tells Jor that he's going with him, and they kind of sit in the rain, um, yeah. and talk a little bit about it, um. Regret is currently my middle name. You, you're particularly whiny tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! So he kind of talks about the regret of having his kingdom at war again, and he talks yeah. a little bit with Jor. Um, and then, yeah, yeah, they have a nice conversation about like that. Oh, they leave. And uh, he's uh, Aaron sulking pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, like, there is no other way to say it. No one understands. He's really sulking. Th- this um, boy is in his head a lot. Mm-hmm. And he's, um, I guess, recalling. Oh yeah, he's recalling back on 
the meeting he must have had, uh, where one of the watch commanders is like, um, kind of pointing out the fact that he had two pretty disastrous attacks on mm-hmm. on uh, on this island over war times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Because he said, "You, I understand you took heavy losses at Seraph, Your Grace. Uh, mm-hmm. that's twice Amarin has snuck up on you, and war tides has only just begun." That pretty Marjorie girl must be quite a distraction. Again, they yes. go to dig at Laura. Yeah. Again, and, like, and I know, I like how they won't dig at him for being distracting. Distracted. They're, they're, they're digging at Laura yeah. for distracting him when she's, to their knowledge, is just existing. Like yeah, she's exactly. just there. He just again, he says that he his intention was not to keep her locked up. Knowing your intentions isn't the same as agreeing with them. Marjorinians are rats. Let one loose, and soon all of Ithacana will be infested with them. Um, and this, yeah, they're just, again, reviewing the council notes, he's very much in his head about the way that it went, Mm -hmm. you know, how many, um, oh, yeah, then we get the, um, letter from Valkata. Now, Valkata and Ithacana had been allies for a while. Um, but when they made the 15-year treaty with Mardrina, they got pissed. But because they hadn't called it in, it didn't really it matter. Was an issue. Yeah. So, which um, again, they're punishing Arin for a treaty that was made when he was like a child. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like he was young. And like, now it wasn't a treaty he made; it was his parents. I'll exactly. read a little bit about what the letter said because, of, yeah. Uh, eyes on the page. Arin read, to his royal majesty, King Arin Kurtel, king of Ithacana, ruler of the Tempest Seas and master of the bridge. Everyone in the room seemed to hold their breath, and he knew why. Until today, the empress had always addressed him as dearest Arin, beloved son of my friend, God keep her soul in peace. The use of his title was not a good sign. Um, Long have Volkata and Ithacana been friends. It grieves us terribly to learn that you have chosen to betray that friendship by siding with Mardrina against us. It breaks our heart to know that our dearest friend Ithacana now supplies our mortal enemy in their unjust attacks against our land. All are dead now shall we shall lay at your feet. This strong the strong is our desire to maintain our friendship with Ithacana, but we cannot afford or can but this affront cannot go unanswered. Once the calm is upon us, we shall deploy our fleets to blockade our foe Mardrina from reaching your markets at South Watch Island. Until this offense, offensive alliance is broken. Ooh. Which is intense. But also, you know, Valkata's not wrong, but they're not right either. No, Nobody is. They're just is. being whiny. Yeah. They're just being like, oh, you actually went through on this treaty that we've known you've had that your parents made. Uh, we're going to be bitches now and make it worse for you. Wait, and like, they come and raid Ithacana too. Yeah, like, they do. Like, you're not really friends. Like, why? It's a toxic friendship. It's a conditional friendship. Really Don't have any experience with that at all. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's... I've read ahead in this book, and, and, like, and in this series, I've already read this one, and you get a lot more vision about what the fuck is going on in Valkata in The Inadequate Air, um, which really gives you... Because The Inadequate Air is the next, the next uh, book, a series after the main two books. So the Bridge Kingdom yeah. and the Traitor Queen are the main two books. And then you have the Inadequate Air. And the Inadequate Air takes place the exact same time that the Bridge Kingdom story p- takes place, but it follows two different characters 
one from Mardrina and one from Valcada. So you get that perspective of what was happening when Laura was in Ivancana. Yeah. Because here she's completely isolated, really. Like, you oh, don't yeah. get to you see really see anything else. Um, but that's why I really like that book, too. But anyway, enough of my ranting. So, again, it's just him being a little bit emo and frustrated about <laughs> um, so how he was. A little bit emo. Wake um, me up inside. I can't wake up. up. Uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, uh, pretty much there's, the there's pretty much like a storm coming, and Jor um says, "Oh, go spend time in the wind." <laughs> yeah, Jor uh, says, "The winds are strengthening. The storm is going to rage harder before it gives its last gasp. Amarad will have to cool its scales for a few days before they come for blood. It's an opportune moment for you to go spend some time with your pretty wife of yours. She's starting to take a shine to you. I can tell." You came to all those realizations while you were taking a shit. It's when I do my best thinking. Now go home and finish the patrol. But then, I mean, honestly, same. Yeah. To, ex- to extend on this a little bit, though, we have the next line. Rising to his feet, Arin cast his gaze cast? cast his gaze in the direction of his house, then shook his head. Laura was supposed to be the first step toward a better future for Ithacana. But with Amarit about to wage war and Valkata doing its best to destroy the treaty, a better future no longer felt like a dream. It felt like a delusion. And the chapter mm-hmm. ends there. Yeah. Again, Arn being emo. <laughs> but can you blame uh, no, him? I, can't I blame him. If, but... Like, one of my quote-unquote allies had been like, I'm gonna, wrote me a letter, was like, I'm gonna lay all your all our dead at my at your feet. I would be a little emo, too. Honestly, yeah. yeah. He's kind of got the world, excuse me, he's kind of got the world on his shoulders right now, so, yeah. Um, Laura's chapter 21, again, it starts off really just talking about war tides in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just how they train, war. how they move. Um, she's really getting an inside look. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. at how they are. She would go. Defending. She yeah. she goes and watches them train up on the on the roof. Um, all the time, like ah, the next couple days. And here's where she starts to really start to question. Yeah. But as as to the rest of what she and her sisters have been told about Ithacana, that Laura was questioning, questioning what the truth was and what the what and what were lies. Because it was impossible to tell that all parties had been honest with her. Not not with everyone claiming to be the victim and nobody the aggressor. Somebody was deceiving her, or everyone was. Yep. Yeah, like, uh, Well, I think we all know who the aggressor you. is. But she doesn't but yet. She doesn't. She doesn't yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ugh. It's just, I... And was, this is one of my favorite... I don't want to say it's a trope, because I think it was a little bit deeper than a trope, is seeing inner conflict with characters like real yeah. inner conflict this is one of the things i really like as opposed to the cruel prince which was our last read for context book club on hinge listeners where there were so many good opportunities for like better inner conflict for jude oh yeah and and they really just weren't that like example when jude's like yeah sometimes i feel like i'm a bad sister mm-hmm. cut to the next thing it's like but no let, let's unpack that i yeah. like that Danielle Jensen is actually taking the time to really elaborate and unpack yeah. Laura's process in how she comes to oh, feel about the compound. I think it's so she, well done. When she flashes back, especially the moments that she had in the compound uh-huh. too, that's I think a great way to put like that Danielle pulling it out of of Laura and un- like we're understanding, okay, yeah. this is literally what she's remembering word for word. Especially the yeah, second it's just it's so when he's relaying like about the fact that her father needs control mm-hmm. and and he's trying to uh he's explaining that controls behind 
uh, beyond the true king's power. <laughs> um, yeah, and then what breaks my heart, though, is Eric calls her my girl in this little flashback. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it solidifies the fact that Eric also thought of Laura as his daughter, his real daughter, oh, yeah. even though he wasn't. And he was more of a father to to her than her father actually to her than her father was but he too was so deep in that indoctrination that he was willing to yeah. die for it oh yeah and like oh and who, yeah like like who knows how indoctrinated all those instructors were too you know yeah like um crazy then she's she's spying currently on the roof of the barrack which she reveals she's been doing literally every single night yep um uh so she does make a slip up uh, yeah, where she accidentally falls. like kicks a branch off the roof and falls, and then Aaron comes to investigate. She's like, "Shit, shit, shit!" Um, this also had my She's heart. Literally racing. saved by the horn. But, saved <laughs> by the horn. Yeah, <laughs> saved by the horn. Sorry, I was stopping Daniel's Daniel Jensen's Instagram, and uh, I realized I wasn't following her, and I got really distracted by the book announcement, so I totally just oh, tuned out that conversation. Okay. I'm so sorry. Um, anyway, Taryn has now been appointed. Her personal guard, Laura's personal guard, as punishment. Um, and, and Laura's and, and not Laura, and Taryn's just like besties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, she works like clockwork, according to Laura. Um, so she like is quickly she quickly scrubs the mud clean and everything. Like she makes it look pristine when she comes back. Yeah. Um, and then she jumps in, and then right as she jumps into bed, Taryn's like, "Your Grace, it's gone." And then she's like, Taryn, the woman was like damned clockwork. <laughs> Since her perceived failure to watch Laura while they were staying at Nana's, Tara was inte- or Taryn was intent on redeeming herself by monitoring Laura like a hawk. She slept in the hall outside of Laura's door. Would have slept right next to her bed if Laura hadn't gently, gently noted that Taryn's snoring could have rivaled thunderstorms for the volume. <laughs> yep. <laughs> if she didn't ta- answer, Taryn would likely break down the door. <laughs> Damn! This woman really is trying to make yeah. up. Yep. And then she ca- Taryn catches that there's mud on Laura's face, and she covers it and says, oh yeah, I was, you know, mud mask. It's, it's a mud mask! Door. Don't worry about it, it's mm. just a mud and mask. And she's like, where did you get mud in the desert? Uh, but then she she notices that her window's open, which is another one of her mistakes. Yeah. Um, but then she's like, hey, don't, don't leave the door open, or don't leave the window open, uh, could let a snake in, and Laura's like, "There's no snakes." And all of a sudden, there is one in her bed. Yep. And so she's like, "Apparently, Laura needed to add check room for snakes to her routine when returning from a reconnaissance." I'm sorry, thing. but if I were in Ithacana and I found a snake in my bed, I'd I be like, freak. "Fuck this treaty! I'm going home. Yeah, like no. I'm done." I would love it. I would love all the snakes. You would. Um, you rescued me from a bird in my house. You would like adore the snakes. Yeah, I would adore the snakes. But anyway, you would get like. You would fall, be the one to fall in that pool that Laura fell in with that giant snake and be like, aww, here's, here's no. snakey, 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 snakey. That would be you. Oh. You know it. So here is where she asks Taryn to help her overcome her seasickness by oh, yes. exposure therapy, essentially. But also mm-hmm. finding a way to escape when she yeah. finally puts her plan into place. Yeah. Because yeah. she still wants her freedom, so she is not willing to die for this. Nope. Um, so she, she wants to learn how to sail and get over her seasickness so that she can take the boat out. And Taryn's just like, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, she's really, like, honestly accommodating yeah. to her. Oh, also, not yet. 
that has armor and attack. Not yet. They know they no longer have the element of surprise, so they'll look for points of weakness. Is Aaron? He'll be on the water, making sure we have no points of weakness. Why? Terran smirked. Miss him? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, you do. Oh, I love how she's she does this for a couple of weeks actually. Mm-hmm. It's just sitting in this little canoe, memorizing. She's trying to memorize the horn patterns yep. while also trying to give her exposure therapy. Yep. Um, and then what was I gonna say? Who who comes to see? I feel like it's Jor. Um, mm. but no, it's Aaron. It's Aaron. Yeah. So Taryn rose, the canoe rocking, Laura's stomach rocked along with it. Your grace is of the opinion that exposure will cure her seasickness. And how is that working out? Taryn gestures to the small school of tiny fishes circling around the boat, and Laura <laughs> felt her cheeks go warm as they both laughed at her expense. Uh, but they, I think, I feel like they mean it in love, though. Yeah. They do. Like, I, not in love, but they're def- they're not like actually like, ah, oh, you dumbass. It's more like, yeah. ah, oh, we've all been there, you it's know. It's endearment. It's not right. Yeah. Oh, and then she takes care of him. My medical heart. One of my favorite yep. tropes again. Um, so he takes uh he takes the um seat when Taryn goes and takes a break, uh, and then she takes care of his wounds. Uh-huh. It's, it's nothing. I had an altercation with a rock, and the rock came out better in the exchange. <laughs> it's just so like nonchalant about it, but then it's like it's uh, see, nothing of consequence. It should still be bandaged. It didn't need to be bandaged. Both of them knew it. But that didn't stop her from taking hold of his wrist, or from or him from supplying her with salve and a roll of fabric. I'm like shaking just reading it. The boat rocked in a series of larger waves, and his knee bumped against the side of her thigh, sending a surge of heat the rest of the way up her leg, filling her with a sensation that was decidedly distracting. I love the tension, and I love this specific type of tension. Yeah, because he's pat, she's patching her him up, and mm, God, it's just everything. Listen, everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then this banter again. He's asking her, like, telling her, "Oh, you're skilled in the healing arts." And then she's talking about it. Says, um, "Practicing stitches on cloth isn't the same as running a needle and thread through a person's bleeding skin. I nearly fainted the first time I had to do it." A smile rose to her face as she unfastened the or unfastened the bandage knot and I'm not unsatisfied with it. Women don't have the luxury of such squeamishness, your grace. You're avoiding the question, your grace. Oh, oh my gosh, they kill me. Literally, it's so good. It's so good. And then he offers her to join the healing mm-hmm. the healing groups in the battles. Which uh, was probably the best decision he could have ever made. And then she says, I'll help as much as I'm able to. They're my people now. And you can his expression softened that they are. Oh. And then Take my money, Danielle. Take my money. He's so, so he's so invested in Laura that he doesn't even hear the war horns. Jor has to come and find him. Yeah. Uh and he's like, dude, get your ass in the yeah. cave. Laura hadn't heard, heard the horns blow either. Mm. Hadn't noticed a goddamn thing while bandaging mm-hmm. that arm. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, and mm-hmm. that was probably a pretty oh, strong so, arm. And then he fucking leaves her in the middle of the yeah, So he clambered out of the canoe and onto the other vessel, setting them both rocking. Then when they were on the move towards the entrance to the show, Laura stared after them, finally shouting, How am I supposed to get back to the shore? You have a paddle, he shouted back, a wild grin on his face as the wind caught his hair. Use it! 
man. So here's the thing. This is my this is like one of my favorite tropes combined with my least favorite trope, which is the constant interrupting. Yeah. I hate it so much. And we're gonna get it's a love-hate relationship. It's like I know it needs to happen, but it still irks me. We'll get we'll unpack that a little bit more mm-hmm. later. Oh, and then so this becomes a regular thing of her coming of him coming back um and getting injured and her having to patch it patch him up. And then again her voice here. Um uh I'm starting to wonder, she said, as she applied a leech to the swelling on his cheek, smirking when he recoiled from the creature. If you're purposefully trying to get yourself injured or you're just that inept. <laughs> Is there a third option? Sit still. <laughs> I love it's that so they're good. coming. They're becoming comfortable with each other. They mm-hmm. went from like enemies to acquaintances to friends. <laughs> we'll get to the lovers part. Here she admits something. So so she's kind of like thinking around, like going in her head a little bit. She's staring at the leech in her hand as she's overthinking a lot of different things about again her kingdom, Arin, all this stuff. Uh, yeah. And then Aaron's voice pulled Laura from her thoughts. I'm certain that leech doesn't deserve so much of your attention. They just gave you back your handsome face, so perhaps you should give them credit where they deserve. Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> With oh, everyone oh, else, she was strategic, yes. but Aaron's, Aaron flustered her. Things have had a way of slipping out when he was around. Pretend he invites her to, to dinner. dinner. To dinner. Yes. Huh, I love, love, love oh, this tension. Fuck. Cut it with a knife. I love it. Laura wasn't sure what would happen, or rather she was sure and wanted to avoid it at all costs. Not because she didn't want him to kiss her, but because she did. Uh, <laughs> and then they get interrupted again, but yeah. this is for a very much urgent reason. Um, Aelia's under attack, which is one of the islands at the under Kistark's watch and it was being attacked. Um, the ship breakers were jammed so the ships were able to get onto the shore, um, and it's going to be a very bloody battle. Yep, and Laura says, take me with you. Uh, that's what we have healers for, five of which are elsewhere, two of which are injured themselves, which leaves you only five to bring with you. That is not enough to deal with the slaughter. Others will come, and how many of your people will die before you it, die in the time that it will take for them to arrive? I can help. She pulls on his heartstrings to force mm-hmm. his hand. Which is smart as shit. Yeah. But smart is she shit. really doing it just for cold-blooded strategy? No. I think <laughs> not. Absolutely I not. I think not. Absolutely not. Not in this chapter. No. This is the point where I mentioned before. This is chapter this 22. 22. And I also have a lot of notes on 22 oh, yeah. because right. a this lot of a stuff happens. So, so this, this is, yeah. be prepared, Book Club Unhinged, because we are going to this unpack of it. this. This this is, I want to argue, this is the most pivotal point in Absolutely. this book. And I would, Laura and Aaron in oh, this way. And I, I would think this agree. is the biggest, besides the ending, this is the climax of the tipping point. Oh, Absolutely. This Absolutely. is this is the crest of everything. Oh yeah. So mm-hmm. basically, what's happening is the raiders, the battle horn went off for raiders, and they Lara is going because Arn she got Arn to agree to it, mm-hmm. and it is probably the one of one of the bloodiest battles 
that is, we will see in this book. They yeah. went into she went into detail about how bloody the ship was it, because yeah, no most of the time when they reach the shore, yeah, it's bloody, but most of their ships have been taken out by the shipbreakers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The shipbreakers here were jammed. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that means that all of the ships were able to reach the shore that are packed full of hundreds of men. Not something that Ithacana is used to happening. Nope. Which makes this such a bloody and horrible battle. Mm-hmm. It, it is, and it's intense. just like they just. Yep. Icky's mentioned that they just keep coming. Like there, mm-hmm. there's so many of them. Yeah. Yep. yeah, they're like people are literally getting trampled to death and drowned at the yeah. same time. Yep. Like the people that fall in the waves. Shit, that's the worst place to go because then you have all of the Amaridians coming on the shore, plus the waves that you're trying to battle, and you're injured. Yep. You are literally getting drowned and crushed underneath the people. Mm-hmm. Yep. And she describes that a little bit, and it's violent. It is very it graphic. Is, it is very graphic, yeah. which I think just forces the amount of emotion that you feel throughout this chapter, especially mm-hmm. when oh, she's yeah. telling herself over and over, you have to do something, do something, do something. Mm-hmm. She's like, trying to keep her composure, and it's it's hard not to working. So one of the main things I want to talk about is when she, everyone's like, show them no, mer- show them no mercy. Mm-hmm. Then he pulled Laura behind a series of boulders, and an older Ithacanian woman shows up. It's found out that this older Ithacanian woman is a healer, and she has the students and a bunch of other people and a bunch of people who are going to be healing during the battle yeah. along with Laura. Now, Laura is kind of talking to the Ithacanian woman. She says. Um, Let's see. We can't win this. Not against these odds. We've won against worse, though this one will cost us. Was it still a victory if everyone was dead, Laura thought? And then this. This is the line I have written down mainly. It must have shown on her face because the older woman sighed. Have you ever seen a battle before, your majesty? Laura swallowed hard. Not like this. I tell you to prepare yourself, but you can't. This moment will change you. Yeah. Mm. Like, that, that older woman it's accurate. It is true. Yeah. Like, it's yep. Yeah, and she describes that calm before the longboats mm-hmm. hit the shore. Yeah. Everything is quiet. Each side is just waiting for the moment where they can clash. Yep. And that longboat hits the shore, and then again, it's just this graphic chaos. It's a blood. It's bloodshed. It is. It is a complete yep. bloodshed. And she said, "Yet still more came and came, and then a paragraph later, and still the enemy came. Like mm-hmm. it, they just there is no end in sight for when." The enemy will stop yeah coming. there is like basically overpowered times 10. <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah her and then this is this is the moment where that do something do something spurts mm-hmm. her into action her eyes flicked back to the wounded bleeding out on the beach drowning underneath the waves and then she was over the rocks and running laura had to be fat be the laura had to have been the fastest of her sisters built for speed master eric had said today she ran like she never did before she sprints down the beach to the line in the water where people are getting crushed and drowned. And grabs people. Starts Same dragging way. people back from the line. That's purple heart type shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. And Aaron questions her. And she just is like, fight. Like, don't look at me. Don't, don't worry don't about me. Because, yeah. <laughs> like, the don't healers. Be suspicious. Don't, don't be suspicious. suspicious. No, the healers are positioned far back in the battle because they're waiting for the opportunity to come to the the injured because yeah. there's too thick of a fighting right by well, the also, ways, but that's where all the injured well, also are they down. don't want to leave because if they take down a healer yeah, that's a big problem yeah. you mm-hmm. know 
but like they can't get close enough to help him so they're honestly just sitting there waiting and laura's like no i am not doing this so she starts going into the thick of battle dragging people back that are half drowned yep. and pulling them all the way back to the rocks to the healers mm-hmm. to get them help. Mm-hmm. And then the Ithacans saw what she was doing and they fought to give her openings, called her name when someone fell, guarded her back while she dragged their comrades out of the water because they couldn't afford to stop fighting. And the enemy kept coming. Which I like when I read that line for the first time, it's like yeah, it's sad, so dude. Good. It's so hard hitting, but it's so beautiful. Yeah. Uh, and even at the end here, though, you feel like she's making so much progress. Or at the Kana, somebody warred, and the chant raced down the beach until it drowned out all the other noises as the soldiers rallied around their king, pressing forward. So there was no one to hear when Lara whispered, Poor Maradrina, and drove back into the chaos. Like, fucking hell! It brings you all the way up to this point where you think, for once, she's actually doing something that's not for her kingdom. And then she says that, and you're like, well, okay, okay, I don't think we should be that harsh about it, because, again, she's been brainwashed. You have to give her a little bit of grace just because of what's going on and all the crap she went through. Yeah. But she didn't just do that for Maradrina. She did it for yeah. Ithacana as well. She yeah. did it for Arin. Oh, yeah. Like, absolutely. She, she doesn't realize well, that yet. Because here's the thing. Laura is in the mindset to win. She just doesn't know which team she's fully on yet. Yeah. She just wants to win. So in her mind, bringing the injured people back was her way of winning. Sure, was if it was Maradrina winning? Not necessarily, not directly in this. But in order for Maradrina to win, she needs to be on Ithacana's team, and Ithacana needs to win. So this is her. That is just her mindset of like needing to push forward and needing to win. So yes, it is a little frustrating that she's still like for Maradrina, but at the same time, like she's caught between two worlds right now mm-hmm. and is still kind of trying to hold on to that little piece of her identity yeah. before it's ultimately hold shattered on. in her face. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and then we jump back to Oren's chapter where he realizes that Laura has won not only his respect now, but, but the respect of the people. Yeah. And she and she's still back there with the healers right as he's getting ready to go. Yep. Um, how many died? 43. Another 10 aren't likely to make it through the night. 43 That's is an amazing number for what, what just happened. What just yeah. happened. And that was partly due to Laura. Mm-hmm. And like Laura even mm-hmm. says that that was so many. Um, it would have been more had you not convinced me to bring you, or if you had ignored my orders. Like I feel it it feels like I accomplished nothing in the scheme of things, she said. The men and women whose lives you saved today would beg to differ, I suspect. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, the men and women, or um, he said, the men and women whose lives you saved would be beg to differ, I suspect. Lives I saved. She shook her head. I should go back to help. Aaron caught her wrist as she rose, his fingers wrapping around her slender bones, which seemed too delicate to have accomplished what she had. We need to go. Oh, yeah. oh, yes, yeah, you I need to go somewhere it. private and get this tension out. <laughs> no. But then she, again, this is her also being so, like, oh, cunning. Yeah. She throws, again, a temper tantrum a little bit. She's, she is half saying, like, I'm not leaving until everybody's healed and, like, yeah. they don't need my help anymore. But then Aaron is now forced to explain why they need to leave and yeah. lays out a bit of the map for her. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, but again, like, she's earned the trust. Yeah. So now, what's the point? 
of oh, not yeah. telling her everything. Not mm -hmm. everything, but like more. Yep. Oh, okay. Uh, here's one thing. <laughs> I have notes for the next couple pages. I have nothing to do with this, but I'm excited about I it. I fucking love this confrontation between Aaron and the general. And uh, an oh, Aster? Yeah. And Aster. Okay, oh, okay, yeah, listen. Same. So I have literally this whole bit where, again, it's not just, at this point, it's not just Aaron who saw the good Lara. Everybody did. Yeah. And yet, Aster is still being a bitch. just <laughs> being a dick. And it's so funny because I literally have in my notes, like, everyone is suspicious of Lara, but I'm suspicious of Aster. Well, and I was like, and then literally, page 187, uh, because it's revealed. So let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Um, there were four naval ships. We needed to be ready to defend, to defend a series of islands that wouldn't be accessible if the Amerindians had attacked the 20 ships. Which, if you'd been paying attention, you would have known. Which suggests to me that you were distracted when you gave the order. I was not distracted, Your Grace. I've been commanding Castark since you were a child. And yet, evacuations are complete. So that means your lovely wife and children are safely ensconed in Aaron Hall, leaving you with all the time in the world to screw your mistress in the house I know you had built for her just west of here. I have 187 Whoa. in all caps, because I wrote 186 down like that. I was suspicious of Aster in 187. I have it. Called it, little man whore! <laughs> <laughs> he really is a he little is. whore! He is! With the oh, actual Mayan Heidi? Mayan Heidi? Mayan Heidi. High and mighty. But really, he's just a scumbag. Mm -hmm. He's literally the But worst. I get that he goes to attack Laura right afterwards. Mm -hmm. Like, like uh, Laura saved his people and his ass. And mm -hmm. it's just like, he's like, nah. No more mistakes, Commander. And do us all a favor and keep your cock in your trousers and your eyes on the enemy for the rest of wartime. Oh. My eyes are on the enemy. She's standing right there. Oh. And then he fucking fires him. Mm -hmm. yep. Temper flared and braid pass repair. Aaron turned to the sluggish man in the... Or turned and slugged the man in the face, knocking him out cold. He then turned to the girl soldier. You've just been promoted to acting commander of Stark until another can be chosen. Do let me know if he gives you any trouble. I nope. loved that moment so it was much. So badass. It the was fact that he literally excellent. slaps this guy. There was a no. Girl. He doesn't slap him. He punches, punches him. Knocks him out. He decks him. And in terms of this girl, oh wait, 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 hold up. I do have another one with with the comment of like, I know who my enemy is. She's standing right there. I have all caps. The lion, the witch, and the audacity of this bitch to make a remark about Lara while he's in the wrong, and then. To him oh. getting decked, hands down, deserved getting decked. Yeah. Thousand yeah. percent. Those are my notes. Yep. Okay. And then they leave. And then there's mm -hmm. a storm. Yes. Okay. I love this This. This, this part. part is barely nice. Mm -hmm. Just nice. It's nice. It's nice. nice. It's nice. They get, they get caught in the storm. They have to go to, like, an emergency storm bunker. And it's... Aaron, Laura, Jor, Leah, and Taryn, I believe. Yep. Um, and there's a couple, uh, <laughs> a couple of beds <laughs> that need to be shared. Yep. They share the one bedroom. Yep. Which oh, is like, yeah. it's so good. Which I, I, one bedroom is nice, but it has to be done right. 
in this instance, it's done. It's done for you. Right? Oh, Beautiful. one thing before this this banter. Um, they find a thing of Amaridian wine. Oh yeah. Um, cheers to Amarit. Uh, the Amid, the Amarid Veneer, Veneer, Venturers? Veneer? Uh, I don't know. We're, we're Who make the finest drinks known to the world, and their fallen countrymen, may they rot in the depths of the Tempest Sea. And to our own fallen in the great beyond, may the great beyond gift them clear skies, smooth seas, and endless women with perfect tits. Jor, <laughs> Leah jabbed him aside. A goodly <laughs> amount of our fallen were women. I, I at least like a few of the, and I'm sure at least a few of them liked men. At least let them to be surrounded by perfect cocks. Nice uh, set of no. eye, uh, surprised no. eyes turned to Lara, who shrugged. <laughs> Where mortal life fails, the great beyond delivers. People die. Show respect. I am showing them respect. Disrespecting them would have been tossing, toasting their sacrifices with this sludge. Poured out margarine and wine. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so. This is another thing I had written down. Uh, so they, he brings up the Mediterranean wine. Not bad by itself. They need to put this, but do they need to put this rock in it? Is this mm. some strange test of the fortitude of Mediterranean stomachs that I haven't heard about? But it's not, it's not a rock. Not. It's a ruby. And my notes on that are ruby in the wine bottle. Symbolism. Important plot point. Foreshadowing. Because originally... All of the above. <laughs> All yeah, of the above. Because originally I kind of thought it was symbolism for... A diamond in the rough, if you will, yeah. that it was kind of representing Lara as the Marjorie Ruby, yeah. who's like earning yeah. earning Ithacon's trust. Yeah. However, yeah. that was that theory was to prove slightly wrong. Mm-hmm. We will unpack that, I believe, in the next episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Um. So that is when we get more into the um <clears throat> one bed trope one and bed the trope. um. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. Um, Laura was hugging her arms around her body, shivering despite the wine. The rain and wind had been colder than Ithacanian normally saw, and her clothes were soaked through. He watched her eye the other women who stripped down to their trousers and undershirts, and then her hand went to her belt. His heart skipped a beat and then raced as she unbuckled it, setting it aside along with the Marginian marriage wife she habitually wore. Then she unfastened the laces of her tunic at her throat and pulled her garment over her head. Uh, he is like panicking right now. He's like, oh, oh, no, oh, no. Staying alive. Barely, barely. Barely alive. Barely alive. Oh, and then his little comment after he like watches her like undress and everything. And he said, there, there, uh, what was it? Oh, there was. There was nothing. In the great beyond, could offer more anything that would fucking help. Nothing. Would you like me to read it? Yes. (laughs) There was, Aaron thought, nothing the great beyond could offer that would be more perfect than her. So beautiful. Oh Oh, my gosh! I can't. And then his little fumbling, realizing he was staring, Aaron jerked his gaze away, snatching up a thin blanket folded at the end of the bunk he handed to Lara, careful to keep his eyes on her face. Mm. It will warm up in here with all the bodies. I mean people. Soon. Uh, it will be warmer soon. That's <laughs> so cute. Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> isn't, isn't that the best feeling, though? When, it like, really is. you do something hot, and, like, your guy's just like, ah, you know? <laughs> I love when guys get flustered. I know, yeah. it's so funny to me. It's adorable! Uh, so then they all go to bed. Aaron suggests to take the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, 
No. Oh, but what this one thing? I'll take the floor. He said, but I'm damn well going to go up for a nap in my feather bed once I get home. <laughs> we appreciate your hardship, Your Majesty. <laughs> I just I love, love that they the can dance. take the piss out of him, and yeah. he doesn't get mad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then something cold brushed against his chest. Aaron almost jumped out of his skin before realizing it was Laura. She was leaning out of the bunk next to him, her eyes lambent in the faint glow of the lamp. Wordlessly, she caught hold of his hand with hers and tugged him upward, drawing him into the bunk. She's just cold, he told herself, and you need to keep your hands to yourself. Which might have been the hardest thing that he had ever done. With one of her her knees between his, her arm tucked against his chest and her head resting on his shoulder, her breath warm against his throat. He wanted to do nothing more than roll onto her and taste those lips and peel that taunting bit of silk from her chest. Instead, he pulled back the blanket over her naked shoulder and rested his head, his hand on her back. Uh, <laughs> I feel like that whole scene just melts me from every inside. Oh uh, yeah, I'm with to the you. Outside, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's that. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. And then, God. and then hours later, he awakes. Rhythmic thumping, and <laughs> Laura's just staring scared up in, above them. She's probably like, This punk's gonna break. Yeah, Torek and Leah. I'm gonna top bunk. Like, yeah, that's ballsy. Torek and Leah liking, likely warming themselves up in there after their turn of watch. Sorry, he winces. It's a soldier's life. Yo, 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 a soldier's life for me. (laughs) Fucking about the fun. (laughs) It's a soldier's life for me. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Anyway, um, but then we get into some more serious talk, um, where Laura kind of reveals a little bit of her prejudice against Ithacana. Yeah. Um. Sorry, I'm still not over the pirate song. No, it's okay. I'm good. Um, good. So he takes her to the Sea of Stars, which only happens during war times. And this is when they kind of uh, get into it a little bit. Um, I I love this scene. When I was growing up, I was told many times the amount of revenue Ithacana was rumored to make from the from a in a year off of the bridge. How much? He shook his head at the number when she answered. It's more. Are you bragging? Just being truthful. To me, the amount was staggering, and I thought I was told that Ithacana pay, played and manipulated. Are you having manip- a stroke? I don't know. I'm just really tired. <laughs> manipulated the market, gorging, gorge traveler. So freak, fucking hell, I'm done. Okay, where are you? Where <laughs> are you? Point Gouch, me out. Point it out. I'll read it. Gouge travels, travelers at great to attempt to see. Yes, okay. Uh, Exacted heavy taxes and tolls from merchants who wish to transport market their own goods. That, that you decided who had the right to buy and sell in your markets, and that you take away the privilege if they cross you in any way, that you controlled nearly all the trade between two continents and 11 different kingdoms. Accurate. Yeah, he doesn't even deny, he doesn't, he doesn't it. deny yeah. it. Which I think is very good how upfront and stark he is with them. It's a it. little more to it than that, though. He's not just like, yeah, I don't yeah. let my Ardrina buy the cows because yeah. fuck them. But it's like true. No <laughs> cows for you! <laughs> it's, it's honesty Ooh, and bitch. unbridled honesty without arrogance and without, like. Um, He's like, yeah, you're not wrong. Smack, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, he says, what wasn't accurate was the reason why. What did they tell you? 
greed. When I was younger, I believed you must live in enormous palaces filled with the grandest luxuries the world had to offer and that you sat on a throne of gold. Ah, yes, my throne of gold. I keep it on another island and visit it when I need to reaffirm my sense of self-worth and entitlement. Oh, mommy. Well, it's just so good. I just love it. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then she also kind of hints that more, not only what she was taught, but how she was raised. Midwatch is just as luxurious as my home in the Red Desert, and my time spent here relaxing by comparison. I was raised hard, Arin. Why were they so hard on you? I thought I knew, but now you ask me what changed. What changes now is that I is that now I know you use that money to feed and protect your people. Mm. The truth yeah. is, Ithaca is a survivable without the bridge, or rather, it is survivable only if every minute of every day was dedicated to survival. Imagine a life where you had to fight these storms and these waters to feed your family, to clothe your children, to shelter them. Where weeks might pass before you wouldn't be, or before you, when you couldn't take a boat out onto the water. Where a series of days might pass when it would verge on suicide to step outside your home. What else is there but survival in a world like that? Mm. Mm. The bridge yeah. changes that. It allows me to give my people what they need to survive so that some small part of their days may be dedicated to more than just survival, even if it's only an hour. So that my people might have the chance to read, to learn, to make art, to sing, dance, or laugh. I just, I love how they're detailing how much he cares. It's just excellent to me. Yeah. Like, I, and I love this moment of connection where they're being real with each other without, like, they're being real with each other, but Lara's not trying to get information for once. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. she is letting down her walls and being actual like authentic of i was raised yeah. like shit yeah it's more and she's you think they're gonna kiss and like he oh, lowers her head freaking... and then in my notes page 198 damn it jor way to freaking cock block <laughs> jor is the best cock block he's, in the, it's, book. Listen, he's the most vulgar man but i understand that this has to happen but that doesn't mean i don't hate it the constant True. interrupting drives True. me up a wall i know it has to happen but damn it mm-hmm. <laughs> Amen. so yeah anyways for our listeners due to time constraints uh file issues as well as just generally life life, life. we're deciding to split this up into four parts instead but also i feel like it would get you a little bit more enjoyment of this series exactly. because like you know be on the lookout yeah. uh, for the reading guide for this month. We will be releasing that in the next couple of days here. Make um, sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok because we're finally posting on that. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Book Club Unhinged, all lowercase, and you are able to find us with the same name anywhere podcasts can be found. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful week. Oh my gosh. Bye. Bye.